0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. In the Mir Yeshiva, in Yerushalayim, there's a young man, a Yerushalmi young man. He has, I don't know, tons of children, can Nahara, And he's poor like, a, like anything. A man doesn't have anything. I think he lives in a one or two bedroom apartment with like 12 kids. They literally survive a whole week on bread and butter and yogurts and on Shabbos, a little bit of chicken. But the guy is one of the happiest people he'll ever meet. He comes into Shachras like he literally, he's the best, the happiest guy in the world. He sits down by Seder, he's so gishmak that he's a Yid, would loving it. He loves every second of life. And the American Bachar and the Mir Yeshiva are incredibly inspired by this fellow. They know his story, many of them know his story, and they know that he's so poor, Imamich has nothing, yet he's happier than the wealthiest person in the entire world. Everything kind of went good for this guy for many years. He had one child, and the next child had so much nachas from his children, he raised the darf children that didn't need Material, materialism. They need objects to be happy. They're just happy being a yid, being, being alive. It's amazing. It's great. But then his oldest daughter got engaged. Especially in Yisrael, the parents tried to give, you know, help the young couple buy an apartment. He didn't have money to buy um, stuff for his daughter's vart. He should have money for a chasana, help her buy clothing and all the things she needs to marry someone off, to marry someone off, to buy an apartment that wasn't even in his world. What do you do? What do you do? He sat there one night with his wife, to with her, and his wife said to him, You have to do what a lot of Israelis do go to America. There's a lot of kind, generous people in America. Maybe some people from the mirror will recognize you and they'll have rachmanas and they'll help you make a chasna. Because if not, we have no way to make a chasna. It's just not going to work out. So what should we do? How are we going to make this work? And the husband said, No, I'm not going to America. It's pitlotaira. I'm going to waste my schedule. I, I, she says, But we have to do our ishtadlis. He goes, Hashem will provide Back and forth and back and forth. Finally, they made a pishar, they made a compromise. It seems like he was having a cousin, a distant cousin of his was making a chasana in America. Very wealthy cousin. He said, you know what, I'll go to the wedding. I'll go a few days early. I'll sit down and say, listen, you're making a chasana for your child. Can I hear? I'm sure it's going to be a very expensive, wealthy chasana. And you know what? Maybe you could help a poor family in Eretz Yisrael. We're the poor family. Maybe you could help us. That was the pshara. So he let his cousin in America know, I'm coming to the wedding. His cousin in America was a little surprised, but very happy. And he says, you know, we'll shmooze a few days before. It's going to be very busy a day or two before. We'll shmooze, his cousin said, of course. We'll shmooze. Fine. He gets to JFK, takes a flight to JFK. He has no idea where he's going and what he's doing. He has absolutely no idea. He takes a taxi and he says to the taxi driver, um, Can you take me to a synagogue? It's at JFK. The taxi driver thinks of him. He goes, I know there's a synagogue. I live not far from Farakaway. There's a shul somewhere in Farakaway. Shout out to Farakaway. And he, um, he takes him to Shul in Farakaway. Guy sits himself down there until Minchamarev, uh, whatever it is. He sits and learns. Makes himself a coffee. And... Davin's there. After him a fellow comes over to him and says to him, Shalom Aleichem, it's so great to see you. Wow, I never thought you'd come to America. He does not know who this person is. Never saw him before. Never talked a word in his life. And the guy says, it's such a good to have you here in America. Come, let me show you around. You should probably want to see what it's like. Why don't you come to my house? I'm going to show you my business. I'll show you this. I'll take you. Now, he, does not, he doesn't have a heart to tell the fellow. He has no idea who he is. But hey, if a guy's offering you to come to his house, he's a nice, from erlicha guy. He wants to show you his business. It can't be that bad. So he first takes him to his office. It's the end of the day. work day over there. It was in the winter. whatever. He takes him to the office and introduces him to a few people. And he says, This this guy, and look, this is what we do. And Baruch Hashem, Hashem has helped me. And Baruch Hashem, I'm doing so well. And I sell this. And he says, Oh, very interesting, wonderful, special. He says, Come, let me drive you around my neighborhood. He takes him around his neighborhood. says, Come, let me show you my house. Maybe you'll sit down. I'll give you a glass of tea. We'll schmooze a little bit fine, glass of tea, your house, why not? How bad could it be? He takes him, the guy's got a very nice house, and he sits him down, and he gives him a glass of tea, and he gives him some pastries, and they're sitting, and they're schmoozing, and sharing different, it's beautiful. At some point, this Yashami guy says, I gotta be honest with him. I'm just feeling so uncomfortable and awkward, I don't know this guy. He looks at him, he says to (laughs) him, I don't know how to say this, but do you know who I am? Because I have no idea who you are. So this Wealthy American Baba smiles and he goes, it's okay, you don't have to know who I am, but I know who you are. He goes, how do you know who I am? He goes, I learned in the mirror. He says, but there's 10,000 bachas in the mirror. And why treat me like this? I'm, "I'm Thank you, I appreciate it, it's okay. So listen to what the Bakr says. The Bakr says, I was learning in the mirror and I was very much alone. I just didn't make it socially. And I was in a shear and I liked the shear and I was learning. Things were going good for a tkufa, but it was a long winter's month." It was one of those really long winter's mons. Because halfway through winter's month, I just kind of, I got so depressed. I went to sleep in the afternoon after lunch, and I just saw sometimes people take a little nap in the afternoon, and then they come to Second Seder. I just didn't have to get up for Second Seder. I, I wasn't feeling it. I was depressed. I was socially not happy, and I don't know. And I just said to myself, come on, come on, one more Second Seder. One more Second Seder. After Second Seder, you could go take a nap, go party, I don't know, go back to America, one Second Seder. It was pouring. It was raining. For those who have been in Yerushalayim, it's cold. It's not shemak. He says, and I'm walking from my dira to the mirror. As I'm walking, it's raining. I, I didn't have a normal umbrella, and it was freezing cold. And I like, huddled under my, my my thin raincoat and my me'il my or whatever it is I'm wearing. And all of a sudden, I see from the entrance of one of the buildings, a few blocks away from the mirror, there's a man standing there, and it was you. And he said, "Come, come here, come here, come here." And I come there. I said, "Can I help you? You need a minion for something?" He says, no, you're going to the mirror, right? He says, yeah, I'm going to the mirror. He says, yeshiva Bacha can't come to the mirror wet. Yeshiva Bacha can't come to second Seder cold. Come into my house for two minutes. I'm going to make a gloze tea. I'll make a cup of hot tea. And I'll give you an umbrella. You give me back the umbrella at a different time. You'll come to yeshiva not so wet. and you'll come to yeshiva a little warm, It'll warm your bones up. So I came into your house. I didn't mind not coming on time to Seder. It was fine. Something else for me to do. I sat down at your table, your little tiny dining room table, in such a simple apartment. And you gave me the cup of tea. And you gave me the umbrella. And you gave me agutavart. He said a few nice words to me. He says, and I walked out of there feeling warmed up, Taka. Feeling mechazek, feeling inspired. And I came into yeshiva and I said, wow, this is such a special man. You know what? He got me going. I'm going to learn the second Seder. And I learned so gishmak that second Seder. And that second Seder turned into a night Seder, which turned into a first Seder. And I took off from that point. You should know the turning point in my life was that cup of tea and that umbrella. And I know it. And I said to myself all the years, one day I have to show our Kara's to, have to this <coughs> fellow. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know your name. I knew you used to learn the mirror. I had no idea if you are there anymore. I come at the shul tonight from Ilkhamarev and you're there. I couldn't believe it. It was like a bunch of them put our, made up past cross. So, of course, I welcomed you in and I brought you to my house. Why are you here? Why aren't you in the mirror? Why aren't you giving out umbrellas and teas to guys? What are you doing here? He says, listen, I'll be honest with you. Can I know I have 15 kids, whatever it is. My oldest daughter can engaged. engage. I, push, I don't have money to make a... Forget about Shabbos, Sheva Brachas, or Chast. I can't even make a vart. I have nothing. The man says to him, it'll be a, a z'chus for me to help someone like you out. How much money do you need for everything combined? The wedding, an apartment, clothing, everything. The Sheva Brachas. You... The On the spot, the bus goes and he writes out a check for the full amount. And he sends the you know, man back onto the plane, go back home, continue learning and doing what you're doing. That's what people like you should be doing for Kalah Totally taken care of. There's one postscript to the story. Right, the last words that the Balabas said to this, this <laughs> of Amir Yushalmi Young he said to him, he said, that umbrella that you gave me on that rainy cold afternoon in the winter in Yerushalayim, that umbrella shielded me from all the upcoming storms that I would have throughout all the years of my life. Let's take a step back for a second, and this will introduce what we want to talk about in the Parsha. It's, it's mind boggling. How many words do you think this Yoshami guy spoke to him when he gave him his umbrella? A little bit. Akutivart, like they say in Yosh. He said a few nice things to him. That's it. Tzachakal. Yet not only did he save this bakr, piku nefesh The bakr today, the Yomam today is this a guy. He's a a guy. He's very successful. He's married with children, and he's doing great. But, but he. He saves himself too, correct? He needed money in the most substantial way. Now I can make up the rest of the story that he paid for all the next 14 chasnas of all of his kids. And one of those kids was me. And you know, one always says the story, is so like, it wasn't. But it was a few words. Rabbi said, we have no idea the power of our word. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories StoriesToInspire.org.